Hi everyone and welcome to Tea and Talk with Tammy. In this episode I'm going to share audio from my YouTube channel where I interviewed my friend Amber on my Tea and Talk there. And in that interview she shares a story about a time in her life when she accidentally hit a person on the highway and she talks about how her faith with God had really built and an inner strength in her when God pulled her through that. And the day before our interview, she wrote a beautiful Facebook post that I'm going to use as the tea message tonight. So you'll hear her read that. And Amber is a beautiful writer. She's a beautiful mom, a beautiful friend, a beautiful daughter, a beautiful wife. And she's just a really beautiful person. And I felt very honored to interview her on that show. And so I really wanted to share her story because it's just a, a beautiful and amazing story. And she's just a beautiful and amazing person. So enjoy everyone. I love you guys. Bye. Okay, so I want you to read what you oh, wrote cool. yesterday. Okay, let's see here. Turn this on. All right, I had to put my glasses on for this. Okay. What happens if you're 45? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I wrote a little post the other day, um, especially with the whole corona thing going on. I just wanted to encourage people. Um, so I wanted to just write down what, what my faith does for me and what it means to me. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just put a few words to it. I'll read it to you. It says, what my faith means to me. It means I'm never without hope, never without joy, never without forgiveness, never without mercy, and never ever without grace. It means every morning when I rise, my steps are guided by divine power. It means fear has no control over me unless I willingly hand myself over to it. It means an abundance of peace reigns in my heart, even in situations of great difficulty. It means if ever my heart does feel burdened and a situation overwhelms me, I must only recall the depths of Christ's love to renew that peace. It means that I can challenge myself to change. It means I have the power to live a healthy, disciplined lifestyle. It means I have favor in all aspects of life. It means I have confidence mental strength and fortitude for each new day most importantly it means that I am never alone and I am always loved always protected and cared for this is what my faith means to me this is the reason I'm forever the optimist the hopeless romantic <laughs> and the girl with the rose-colored glasses my faith won't let me be anything else nor would I want to be So I, I have to say that everything that I that I read, I, in full disclosure, that has taken me 22 years to to, to feel that way. Mm -hmm. um, my my faith is something that has grown uh, exponentially over time, right. over you know trusting the Lord and going to Him with my problems. Uh, I tend to be very strong-willed and think that I can resolve my 
my problems with myself. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe I can call up mama, you know, or talk to Lonnie or something uh, and and heal, you know, help heal myself from, from situations. But in the end, it's really about, for me, learning to trust the Lord with even the smallest of problem that I face in the day and learning to go to him first yeah. instead of last out of desperation right. uh, has been a huge, huge le- learning curve for me. And I would say it's taken me, oh, over 20 years to finally realize that um, he's he's got to be first. And, you know, when you're scared and you're going through something that you don't understand and you uh, just need that sense of strength, Mm-hmm. and foundation uh going to him first is is now my <laughs> i finally got that after years of you know going around the mountain myself trying to fix things uh, so i just you know in full disclosure that that has taken many years for me to feel that sense of peace right and it, it's just you're, a you're step not by alone step. in that you're not yeah. alone in that. <laughs> well you, you know a lot of people i think think well if i have faith that means I'm never going to struggle again. Right. Boy, that is not the case. <laughs> That's not the case. Not at all. No, but it, it just means... pulls you through the struggle. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So I, I, I love that when I think of myself back then and the struggling I used to do, and I think of myself now at 45. This, it's a whole other ball game. Yeah. Uh, I, I go to him first. I trust him. I. I can open up. I, I I give myself grace, which is something I'm still learning. Right. Uh, so it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to cultivate a relationship. But just like any relationship, that takes time mm-hmm. and effort, and you know, studying and mm-hmm. honesty. Right. And so I totally agree with that. When so when I was a teenager, I. Mm-hmm that's when I was first introduced to God, you know, and I was raised in the Mormon church. And so I was introduced to religion when I was a teenager. And um, when I got into my early 20s, I kind of, when my parents said when I was 18, I didn't have to go back to church if I didn't want to, I was like, (laughs) you know, I still believed in God. I just had no interest in going to church. (laughs) Right. But I think that as I got in my 40s, my relationship with him became more important to me. Yes. And because it just, Absolutely. I always believed in him, I just didn't have that relationship with him. Right. Same here. Right. And so when I got in my 40s, it started to develop, but it never became more important to me than last year when I had a big struggle that I needed it took prayer and faith to bring me mm-hmm. out of that. And it really tested me on what I really believed. Really right. tested me on what I believed. And um, every day it tested me. But prayer and my faith and what I believed in is what pulled me through. And yes. so when you talk about faith and struggle, faith is what pulls you through that struggle. Absolutely. Yes. And it really is. Change it. And I'm in the process right now of learning what you said is putting him first, you know, because yes. even when I'm doing something like this, like before I logged in, I'm like saying a prayer and, you know, be here, let right. me be channel, 
let your word be said here, you know, and, and I'm even praying for you. I'm like, I have the channel, you know, <laughs> I'm always doing that first now, whereas before I didn't, you know, I right. just go and do and stuff. <laughs> it makes a difference, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, it, it really does. I, you know, I, I think a lot of us in America, around the world, we get so used to going to our friends, right. you know, you know, talking to other humans. But what, what, what really changed my life was in 1998, after um, I was involved in a terrible car accident where a young man died. Mm. Um, it's the best way I can describe it is, and this kind of goes along with what I wrote too, is a little backstory about it is I had gotten to a place where I was so depressed and so low mm. that as much as my husband loved me, as much as my mother loved me and my family and my siblings and my brothers, they could not heal what was broken inside of me. Right. Um, I think we think sometimes we, we tend to rely on, you know, the humans that we can touch and, and that we live with and that we love. Um, what, what I learned in that circumstance was they could love me, but they couldn't heal me. Right. And and for me, that had to be Jesus. That had to be God. And and I uh, ended up going to the church that we had got married in, even though we weren't going. Um, it was about three months after the accident. I was so in a place where I just I didn't want to I didn't want to live. Mm -hmm. um, I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I needed something bigger than. I had ever experienced to save me and so I I went to the church where we got married and I guess I kind of thought that it would be like in the movies you know when you open the door and you go in and you pray well I, I got to the parking lot um, which was a huge step in the right direction and I went up to that door and lo and behold that door was locked mm -hmm. and I remember looking up and I just said really because I really need you right now and I, I had tears streaming down my face and I was walking back to the car and I just felt utterly hopeless at that point and I look up and out of nowhere the, is it what you see the snow coming in no <laughs> shut that window yeah. okay sorry go ahead no you're good <laughs> so I, I was walking back to my car and I looked up and the pastor was driving in mm. and uh, it was, it was, I, I showed up and, and he, he knew I was coming and God sent that pastor to come in. He had paperwork that he had forgot and he was coming in to get it. And he, I asked him if I could go in and pray and uh, he let me and I had the whole sanctuary to myself nice. and, and I was 22 years old and I walked down down the middle of that aisle and I kneeled down in front of the cross and I just bared my soul and cried and yelled and asked God to help me and I think it was that moment when I was I was 23 actually when that happened it taught me that uh, no no matter the situation in your life there are there are things that only he can get us through yes. and uh, the second I did that and the second I got down and surrendered to him and just said, I'm yours, I, I, you, you got to save me or I'm not going to make it. Right. Um, he stepped in and he has carried me for the last 23 years since and I've never been alone. Um, and it just takes that uh, trust yeah. to, to know that he's he means what he says and he's faithful. And if you go to him, um, 
with an honest heart and an open heart, I'll never deny you. And uh, it's a beautiful thing to watch mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful thing to experience. Right. And it's even more beautiful to know I'll have it the rest of my life as, as will you. Right. It's, it's lovely. You know, you mentioned trust and it took me a long time to surrender. Surrendering yes. is so hard. It is. <laughs> it is hard. We have this strong will, you yeah. know, and we want to feel good about how strong we are and we can make right. it. Um, I, I found that the more I think that, the more he breaks me down. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. like, no, you, you need me. It, right. It's okay. It's okay to admit it. Right. And, and now I, I, I have no better. problem. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to get that surrendering part and to trust because yes, I grew up in a childhood where I didn't trust anybody. And no, I didn't either. As I got into my uh, 20s and 30s, it, I just didn't trust people, you know? And I didn't even right. trust myself with a lot of stuff. Right. <laughs> oh, no, I, I can feel you on that. I feel you on that. <laughs> I didn't so, trust myself. This is a new thing for me to, to surrender and to trust that he is leading me where I'm supposed to yes. in his Absolutely. way, not my way. You know? Right. <laughs> for so many right. years, I just would fight it. You know, I'd be like trying to make things happen and nothing's happening. Yes. <laughs> and then you wonder, am I hearing from him? Am I not? You start right. questioning yourself <laughs> instead here? of just being in the moment and knowing that, see, it's it, that's because we're still trusting in ourselves instead of realizing that he is actually the one guiding our footsteps. He's in control. Even when we don't understand it, you know? There's a song, and I cannot remember the name of it, but it says if we could pull back the curtain of heaven, you would see his hands on everything. Oh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I welcome it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When there's those moments when you're just like so frustrated, you're like, all right, I quit. <laughs> Go ahead. I quit. I quit. I quit. Take over. Yours. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I had that moment a couple days ago. <laughs> I think we're gonna have them the rest of our lives, really. Yes, yes. I mean, I I, I always thought that, you know, <laughs> it's just gonna be for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Hopefully, further in, you know, further apart from each other because we're we're finally getting to go to him first instead of waiting around till we're miserable. But <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's actually one of my favorite things to talk about now because. You know, for the longest time, I didn't talk about my faith and I didn't talk about God, you know. But now I'm like, ever since last year, I would say, um, I don't care what people think, you know. Absolutely. I'm open to it and it's part of who I am and I don't try to push right. it off on other people. It's just me expressing myself, you know. That's I'm right. Not afraid to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Well, and I think when you experience him, mm -hmm. you want to. Right. I mean, you, just, you can't help it. It just right. starts coming out. tell people what they're missing. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and like you say, it's, it's, it takes time, I think, for us to feel comfortable mm -hmm. being able to express ourselves in that way. Right. Uh, you know, the last thing I ever want to do is offend anybody or, or, you know, make somebody feel uncomfortable. But, but I've come to realize that 
when I speak of my faith and probably when you do too, it's, it's all love. It's, it's, it's positive. It's good. It's joy. It's forgiveness. It's kindness. It's compassion. Those are all things we should be talking about. Right. (laughs) Um, Something that this world so desperately needs. Right. Absolutely. And forgiveness is just, Oh, uh, it's huge. Yes. And it's been such a huge part of my own life. You know, I want people to experience that because we just carry around too much garbage on our back. And if we could let it go and realize that some actions aren't even for us to carry, they're for somebody else to carry and and do that, you know? And I just... So when I first started my started my coaching practice, I called myself a spiritual life coach, but I really wanted to call myself a forgiveness coach because I just wanted to teach people how to forgive, you know, and that's to a hard up to a it. Hard thing. Yes, it is. It's very, it is, but it's it's probably the most vital human skill we can acquire. Yes. Uh, it it saves us so much pain. Mm-hmm. I think people think, well, if I forgive then that makes what they did okay. And that is not forgiveness. Um, forgiveness is for us. Yes. It's to set our hearts free. It's to to release those chains from ourselves of the pain and the hurt that someone else caused. Exactly. Um, it doesn't bring an so, understanding. I don't think it brings right. an understanding of what um, we need to forgive for, but it does release us from that pain. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely it does. I love talking about forgiveness. (laughs) Um, So we kind of talked a little bit. So what you wrote and what you read, do you have a little story behind that? Or do you feel like you talked about that? Yeah, it was kind of um, back to, you know, just kind of thinking over the years of my faith and how it's grown. Like you said, I've always been a person who's, I mean, I think I was saved when I was eight years old. So God has always been a part of my life. Uh, my teen years, I was angry <laughs> and didn't talk to him very much. And uh, like then, then the accident happened. And I think that was the catapult that would bring me back to him. And I'm glad. I'm, I, you know, it's so funny because I can, I can think of that night. And by far, it was the worst night of my life. Um, but it was also... Were you in high school when that happened, or were you... No, actually, I was um, 22. We had just been married. Lonnie and I got married in October. And the following June, uh, so we'd only been married for, what, seven months at that point, something like that, um, I was babysitting Ethan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marcus and Yvonne had gone to... Uh, my brother and sister-in-law went to a baseball game and I was babysitting and drove home and that night there was a going down I-25 there was a group of three boys on motorcycles three young teenage boys on motorcycles in front of me getting onto the highway and um, they ended up you know racing off as soon as the light turned green and he had uh, one of the boys had hit the back of a suburban while he was still rolling in the highway when I hit him Yes, it was, uh, I didn't know there was an accident. It was dark out and it was raining. So I just saw that I hit a person in the middle of the highway. Mm-hmm. So he, he did not make it. He was 17 years old. He lost his life that night. And uh, 
So it was, it was by far the most traumatic experience. I'd been through some things, you know, growing up, we had a little bit of domestic violence in the house for a period of time. And I had a sister that um, just was, uh, you know, caused a lot of, a lot of problems as well in the house and just some different issues going on. But then that accident was kind of like the straw that broke my back. You know, that was the, the one thing that I just couldn't, I couldn't bear the weight of the pain that I felt um, after that, knowing that, you know, um, he lost his life and I was part of that whole thing. And um, it, I think it was that moment when I was 23 and I went into the church that I said that I had decided that either I'm going to believe and really hand my life over to him because I need him, I need his help, um, or I'm not going to make it. And so for me, even though I had already been a believer, it took something tragic to really wake my soul up about it and want to reach out and want to say, okay, I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm going to trust you with my life. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so that was kind of the beginning of my faith journey, really, 23 years ago. Even though it had started before that, I hadn't learned to to hand myself over in that full trust i didn't i didn't trust anybody right um, at that so i think when i look back on that accident as strange as it may sound it's it was the, it was what i needed i i i will never regret that night because it brought me back to the one who loves me most right. and, and um i will never look at it negatively uh it's a beautiful story really of rescue and love and trust and he's my hero <laughs> uh, so that's really what what i just when i when i read when i wrote that that was coming from the last 23 years of him being there for me and always showing up for me and uh no other human can really take that spot right. um we can be loved deeply by our parents and our family and our children, but uh, no one loves you like God can. Right. And, I, and that's a void that um, a lot of people are missing and they don't think they really realize it that because they're searching outside of themselves to fill that void. Yes. I did for years. Right. But that void can't be filled by any other no. person. It's no. something that, and that's why it feels like it's so painful, you know, because we're right. separated from that. And but the moment right. we connect with that, then it just feels it, and it feels it with love. Yes, absolutely. I agree so much.